welcome to the Fro and the Flow, presented by Burbs Entertainment. I'm your host, Ralph Campiano, joined as always by Jack Martin, aka The Martian, aka Jack Stay Sparkin'. And with his first feature appearance, we got Air Howe, Howie Butler, Howie Slatner in the building, ready to talk some hoops. Let's go. I like Howie Slatner. Isn't that, I like that. I also do. Yeah, I came with last night. Heck yeah, what's cracking? You know, chilling, cooling, bullying. Some big stuff happened last night. I don't know if it's necessarily big for the league, but it's big for news. We have the boy Russell Westbrook going to Washington, D.C., and John Wall coming to Houston to reunite with Boogie Cousins. Jack, our boy, we got Boogie and Wall back in the booth. Is this the best collab album since What a Time to Be Alive? I don't know. I mean, they're both coming off pretty severe injuries that have derailed NBA players' careers in the past. Um, apparently, John Wall looks really good and runs with other NBA players, and Boogie's looks pretty solid in videos that he's posted on his Instagram story. Um, I think it's fun. I like it better than Russell Westbrook. Uh, I think Harden does like it better, too. I mean, it was reported by Woj that Harden preferred to play with John Wall. So, I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a fun team. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a championship contender, but getting Boogie and John Wall back together could be really fun, mixed with Harden. They're going to be a team that doesn't take any shit from anybody, Um, but a lot of those fights might come when they're down big, so I guess we'll find out. A lot of swagger on that team. Howie, who finishes with a higher seed in their conference? The Washington Wizards with Westbrook, Beal, Thomas Bryant... Uh, Rui Achimura, the Latvian Laser, or the Houston Rockets with this new squad? I'm looking at the rosters. I was looking at them earlier. I still I haven't watched enough Christian Wood to make a decision on whether he's really the guy that the media is like saying that he is going into the next year. Um, I might just go with Washington on a cop-out because it's the East. It's obviously a lot easier to get a higher seed there. Um, ooh, Yeah. It might just be Washington because we got teams coming back in the West, like Golden State and shit. So, no, I agree. Um, the biggest thing with the East is they present matchup problems for a lot of people. Like that's the best backcourt in the East now, technically. Like Bradley Beal is probably the best shooting guard. Maybe Jimmy Butler. You can make the argument for him, but offensively, it's probably Beal. And then you got Westbrook back there at point. Who won the trade? Who is going to be? Not in championship position, but has a better chance at making a dent in the playoffs. Neither. <laughs> I mean, both just like swapped like a really expensive point guard for another really expensive point guard. Um, I don't think either of them are true contenders, um, especially in the West for the Rockets. I just, unless that their new system works, coach comes in, but I think they're kind of missing Clint Capella right now. Um. I, and then the Wizards, I mean, they're the Wizards. I'm not like, they're going to come into the East and make this big jump or whatever. I think they're going to be like a six seed. Um, if I'm a true contender, I'm not really scared of either of these teams. Okay. Maybe on like, they'll steal a game or two from us. But at the end of the day, I'm not worried about them taking an entire series. Say Washington's the six seed, Philadelphia's the three seed. Who are you picking in that series? Philly. Okay. I think they take two or three games. Yeah, I think they can steal a game or two. With, like, the East, 
like what I said last time, pretty much recycling the answer, but it's like there was an upset in like the East last year with like the Bucks going down early. That doesn't really happen in the West. I don't see it happening in the West next year's playoffs either. It's not much, but like if there was an upset, I'd see it coming in the East. So once again, I'd take Washington. Not over Philly in the situation, just saying like who's going to do better in the playoffs next year. At the very least, it makes teams more fun. Yeah. Like now we have John Wall and Boogie, that whole storyline. Obviously, James Harden and Wall are going to just wreak havoc at strip clubs. And now we have mm-hmm. Westbrook in the East. I mean, if Boogie and John Wall can both come back and like play really well and stay healthy, I mean, that's a good team. It's just both of them haven't played in a really long time. It's going to take a while for them to get back into the rhythm. Um, so I guess with the Wizards, I'm not I'm like whatever. That's cool that they got Westbrook, but I don't I'm not scared of them. And then the Rockets for me right now are just kind of a wait and see team. Now for John Wall. How does he pair with Harden in comparison to Westbrook? Because I see Wall as a little bit less ball dominant and also a little less effective off ball. Granted, it's a new system, but Westbrook was just so hesitant in the playoffs to like cut actively off ball and stuff like that. But John Wall, I mean, he's probably the most athletic point guard in the league, barring he obviously has the Achilles injury, which fucking sucks. But dude, in open court, like he's just as effective as Westbrook. Probably a better like fluent passer like he might be a little bit more I guess less selfish in a way but he has that flashiness to him and I think this is good for Harden because it's less pressure on him I think he felt like he needed to be the big brother to Westbrook in Houston whereas with John Wall like he's just going to do his own thing and Harden can feed off of that John Wall's a dog don't get me wrong I mean he's he was a killer in the playoffs that one year against the Celtics like and he's a good passer too like there's been a few seasons he's averaged right around or above 10 assists a game yep. so i think that he's going to be a good facilitator for harden um and he's a good scoring option too so and i think definitely at the beginning of the year as he's trying to find his footing he'll be that great distributor when he's not going to be cutting as much of the basket trying to find his footing i think that he'll be good for getting harden scoring opportunities yeah easier looks yeah i was looking at their numbers earlier they're literally identical in the regular season yeah but when it comes to the playoffs two different beasts yeah so Westbrook outscores him pretty drastically in the regular season but in the playoffs Wall averages four more four more points per game he averages 26 what Westbrook averages 22 and his shooting efficiency is way better he shoots like 34 percent from three Westbrook shoots like 29 yeah and he might not get to the free throw line as much because he's not as aggressive but he creates more space for Harden which is exactly what he needs Mm -hmm. and now we got Wood and Boogie out there who can both stretch the floor and, you know, you got P.J. Tucker and Gordon still. All right. Howie, any last thoughts on Washington and Houston? I'm just sad. Like, we talked about how Harden said he preferenced Wall, and he, like, also preferenced Westbrook over Chris Paul, like, a year ago. And it's, it's kind of like a shitty cycle going on. I don't know. I think the best out of the three with Harden would have been Paul. It's sad to see him go, but that'll be cool to watch him in Phoenix. Yeah, I miss Chris Paul. I'm excited for him in Phoenix. All right, real quick. Los Angeles Lakers, after their crazy offseason they've already had with the addition of Harold Schroeder, Marcus Saul, Wesley Matthews, they re-signed the two big guys. Anthony Davis signed not a one plus one, not a two plus one, a five-year, $190 million extension. Jack, are you heartbroken that he's not going to the Bulls? I get <laughs> it. I'm actually bought it on the Bulls after reading all the press conference uh 
quotes and stuff. I mean, everyone seems bought in. I'm ready for the eighth seed. And on a Bulls note, I do want to give a shout-out to Joakim Noah, who was just waived by the Clippers, and his agent said that he is headed towards retirement, most likely. Um, I'd like to see him join Billy Donovan's staff. And and shout-out Joakim Noah on an illustrious 13-year career. Shout-out to Joakim Noah. Third place in MVP. Defensive Player of the Year, correct? Fourth. Fourth. Okay, fourth in MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. And the best bull of all time. Best bull of all time. Two-time All-Star. <laughs> By a wide margin, he's the best bull of all time. Um, can he be the Tim Duncan to Billy Donovan's Greg Popovich? Yeah, easily, but better, because Tim Duncan quit. Did he? Yeah. Damn, he stole my 2K team. Hmm. All right, well, LeBron James signed a two-year $85 million contract with the Los Angeles Lakers, setting him up to potentially team up with Bronny in the future? Howie, what would it be like to see a father-son duo in the NBA? Granted, like, it already happened in MLB, but... Oh, yeah, okay. I was going to ask if that's the only other time was, like, the Griffies, right? Yep. That's fucking wild. Um, That just goes to show when you invest that much money into your body, like, uh, how long of a career you can have and how good you'll be. Because he's still, like, obviously, this is a LeBroninous podcast, best player in the league, best player of all time uh i don't even know what it'd be like to see both of them on the court together like it's hard to put into words even because you know it's just two generations of unreal talent so do you think it's fair to Bronny, martian it's your first year in the league you've got like the rookie stuff coming in a lot of hype you're already lebron's son but then there's the added pressure of like i'm actually playing with a guy who birthed me, or not birthed me but <laughs> You know, made me. I wouldn't want to play with LeBron if I was Bronny. Would you want to play with your dad if you're on an NBA team? Yeah, because I'd be better than him. <laughs> but with Bronny, he's got these like. Apparently, in LeBron's first year in LA, like all those young guys were just terrified all the time, and LeBron <laughs> would just rip into them. And you add on that it's his son, and he's not going to feel bad that he's ripping into you. It's just too much pressure for him to go into an organization like the Lakers with. The goat is his father, and Anthony Davis is the sidekick. That would be too stressful. Um, I know I would be crumbled, like crushed by anxiety every night. Um, I think it'd be cool, but Bronny would just have to be like not that amazing to fall to them in the draft. That's why I think he did two years. Though he's opening the option to be like wherever Bronny gets drafted, that's where I'm going to go. I can see that. I guess it would be the wait-and-see thing. We don't really know how good Bronny is fully yet, so... Yeah, he's not like a guaranteed top-five pick. No. We don't even know where he's going to go to college, like let alone if he's going to make it to the NBA, which he probably will. He'll probably be one of the 60 best players in that draft class. Looking forward to the Lakers this year, though. Last year, there was always the added pressure of, like... I think everybody knew AD was going to resign just because the relationship with Bron is so strong. But now it's, like, confirmed... Like, set in stone, written in paper. He's not going anywhere. He's a Laker now. Yeah. Does that mean anything going into this season? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it was kind of expected. I didn't really think he was going to leave unless they sucked. And they won a championship. Um, that te- they Everyone on that team seems really confident. They're just going to, like, repeat. Like, LeBron's on, like, local L.A. talk shows just, like, hanging out, talking about it. Like, 
I, I mean, obviously the pressure's on them to repeat and have the new roster and come out there and, like, show that they got better, but... I don't know if it's anything, like, super big. Like, I feel like that news kind of even flew under the radar that he signed the extension. I just think we know who the Lakers are now. We saw that they got better, and we just have those championship repeat expectations for them. It's just a matter of if they can follow up on it. Howie, does anybody stand a chance? Does anyone stand a chance? Uh, Dude, I I fucking hate the Lakers. But, no, not really. The bench is almost flawless. Like, no, not flawless, but – Compared to other benches in the league, it's basically flawless with how many or with uh, the two additions with the two uh, best bench players in the league, best 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 bench scores in the league. Add Marcus Sol. Who else is even on that now? We got Wesley Matthews, Caruso, yeah, Wesley Taylor Matthews. Horton Tucker. Yeah, that's just dummy. I mean, yeah, that's the cool thing. These young guys are going to get better. They're helping build around AD. All right. Wait, wait, wait. You like Kyrie, do they have a chance, like, to contend? No, I want to talk about them because they play on opening night. Okay, bet. They play the Warriors on December 22nd. We are no more than three weeks away. 19 days. 19 days from seeing Steph and Kyrie match up, Wiggins and KD. What were you guys most excited for looking at this slate of the first three days of basketball, the 22nd, 23rd, and 25th, Christmas Day? I've got the matchups right here. Opening night, Warriors-Nets, Clippers-Lakers. Following night is Bucks-Celtics and the Mavericks-Suns. And then Christmas Day, Pelicans-Heat, Warriors-Bucks, Nets-Celtics, Mavs-Lakers, Clippers-Nuggets. Yeah, they all sound really fun. I'm Mm -hmm. excited for every single game. Like, I I don't know if there's one that I'm, like, circling on my thing where I'm like, yeah, this is, like, the top one for me. I think I'm just excited for basketball to come back so soon. Um, Everyone's back healthy. It's not like last year where we had all these teams playing and a lot of stars were out. Um, I'm just excited for the season to be back and have all these stars back on their teams. Um, I think Lakers-Clippers will be funny just to watch the Lakers shit on them. That's the thing is last year the Lakers Clippers matchup was like Pacquiao McGregor or Mayweather. Yeah, now it's just like the Clippers are a joke, like they're a meme. Everyone was like the Clippers are going to win the championship. The Clippers are the best team in LA, and now everyone just clowns them, and everyone like likes the Lakers, which is weird. <laughs> They've definitely devolved, but like I don't think that they're not a contender still. Fuck the Clippers. Yeah, fuck the Clippers. They suck. But they're still a 51 team. They got Nick Batum. Did they? Yeah. No. Ugh. Oh, that's disgusting. What are they paying him? Two and a half mil? Probably nothing because he's getting paid out the ass by Michael Jordan. Yeah, Jordan loves Batum. How? what about you, big dog? I know the Raptors aren't on that slate, but what game stands out yeah. to you the most? What are you most excited to see? Uh, two Christmas Day ones, Nets Celtics. I want to see Tatum coming off the playoffs and KD coming off injury. I want to see that matchup really bad. Um, and then how Kyrie does against uh, the Celtics backcourt because they looked really good defensively. Um, Jalen Brown and Smart obviously is just a dog. Uh, and then Clippers Nuggets that I really want to see like badly because that was the series where the the Clippers uh, took the L too early. Maybe not too early in your guys' opinion, but a lot of people thought, you know, they're going to the conference finals, and they clearly did not. Uh, I want to see if the Nuggets are 
still rolling with all the momentum they had in Orlando. Yeah, now the Nuggets got a uh, Jamichael Green from the Clippers. If you would have told me last year that the Clippers and Nuggets would have like a beef this season, I would have called you fucking weird. Like yeah. what, Jokic and Harrell? Like nobody's beefing with them. Um, I'm most excited for Maverick Suns. I mean, I'm obviously like Nets, Celtics, Nets, Warriors, Lakers, Clippers. Those are all really fun matchups. Battle of the Alamo. <laughs> That's league pass out the ass. But Phoenix and Dallas, like, I think whenever I think of, like, when we were coming up, the rivalries that were fun was, like, Dallas and San Antonio, San Antonio and Phoenix. Granted, San Antonio is kind of out of the mix now. But we got a Western Conference matchup that's fun again. Mm-hmm. We got the Steve Nash and Dirk revival, re- revitalization. Now, I'm excited to see Luca because... He's my MVP pick. He's mine, too. The step that he took last year. Stupid. Historic. Best ever. Can he take another step like that? Definitely. <sighs> He's probably going to average a 30-point triple-double. <laughs> if I had to make like my bold claim of the year, I think Luka's going to average a 30-point triple-double. He was it, close last year. And not like a Westbrook triple-double. Not like stat-padding, only guy on my team who can do it. No, like this is the new GOAT. Like, Luka's going to be like the guy of this generation. The post-LeBron era is Luca's. It's Luca and Giannis's. Yeah. And, and Pascal. Brandon no, I'm just kidding. That's Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Zion, Jason, Austin Rivers, Trey Jones. That's that's the future of the NBA. Duke and the NBA. <laughs> Let me just do a quick rant on Duke. Oh, God. Really quick. Coach K is an outdated, gremlin-looking white prejudice really no not actually but he has been pissing me off the last three or four years with rotations because he's favoring veterans i'm not sure if you watched the michigan state game but henry coleman the 53rd ranked prospect in the entire nation last year didn't play a single minute mark williams the 34th ranked prospect who's a big guy he's seven feet tall can dunk standing on his tippy toes played two minutes he's playing joey baker who is a slow white man who is literally only on the court to shoot threes and didn't make a single one. He's playing Wendell Moore, who was supposed to be like a lottery pick this past season. But he's just devolving. He's getting worse. He's like has a huge confidence issue. And Coach K won't play Jalen Johnson 30 minutes a game or DJ Stewart 32 minutes. And the plays that they're running is so stagnant. It's just pissing me off because I see the potential on this team. I see the pros, Mm -hmm. and they're playing like college kids. My brother actually made a really good point. Anytime you watch a college basketball game, everybody looks like they're scared to fuck up. That's the best part about the NBA. Everybody's like, I'm going to show you what I got every night. I might take a night off because I was out too late the night before, but I'm not scared. I might be scared when the playoffs are all around because there's so many people watching, and I can't fuck up or I'll lose my job to another team, make less money. But in college, it's like, I'm not going to get as much playing time. NBA players have a 500K direct deposit waiting for them, no matter how well that they play. College players might lose but like the potential of an NBA career. That's why NBA is so much better to watch, dude. So much better than watching college basketball. It's like, what's what's better? Who's a better businessman? Some guy that's 45 years old and has been doing it for 20 years or a 17-year-old? Like, it's just a natural answer. 
esports fair but yeah the nba just has such a like, better would tone. you rather watch a bunch of 18 year olds play full court press or watch a bunch of seasoned veterans do windmill dunks pretty obvious answer if you ask me yeah i've always been pissed off i don't care that. if you're shuffling your feet well <laughs> i want to see you drop 45 that's the thing nobody takes over in college basketball literally it's a nobody snooze fast Tired of the no defense excuse, too. People don't like NBA because there's no defense. It's like, you see how many hands go up when James Harden steps back? Like when he hit the one with where he had three Warriors draped on him, ball still goes in. Yeah, LeBron it's gets like, like punched in the face on drives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they it's get defended, that they, no you defense. just can't tell because they're just not of this world. The ball's still going to go in the net. Like, you can try your hardest, but. All right, to wrap up, I want both of you to give me the thing I'm gonna call it this segment's called the hashtag loading segment because we're D'Angelo Russell disciples yeah hashtag loading what are you guys looking forward to most this NBA season mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with a little bit of bias take and say the Bulls just from a Bulls standpoint this is the first time in a while that I've been going into season like excited I know that we're bringing back 13 of the 15 guys from last year but the issue was that Jim Boylan was running like 12-man rotations. Lowry's development got halted completely. Um, no one wanted to play for Jim Boylan. Everyone hated the front office. Um, we finally have an outside hire as an exec. First time in 35 years. <laughs> Shut up. No way. Since 1985. It's the first outside hire as an executive since 1985. Billy Donovan... Good coach. We saw what he did last year with a young, unexperienced roster. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see if Zach Levine can take that next step, kind of prove that he's our number one guy as he approaches free agency, see what Lowry can do, how he can develop, Wendell, um, Kobe White. And then, separate from that, not really that. I mean, I'm excited about the Lakers, but we know what they're going to do. I'm going to probably hop back on the Suns bandwagon, kind of bring back my elementary school days. I think they're going to be a really fun team. Um, I've always been a big Booker guy, so I think that they're going to be fun. I'd say the Bulls and the Suns. Howie Slotner? Uh, I got a couple I just thought of. I'm going to rapid fire them off. Uh, I'm excited to see a demonless Paul George. Hopefully he gets over the stuff he was facing in Florida. I'm excited to see uh, SGA take the reins in OKC now that Chris Paul's been shipped off to the Suns. Uh, Kevin Durant returning to basketball. I'm excited to see the whole Nets offense with uh, coaching staff Amari, Steve, D'Antoni. Bring back seven seconds. I want to see how that works out. And then, um, yeah, the Raptors. I got to talk about them once. They they did ship off two of my favorite, like, veteran, like, rotation players or Role player, rotation players, whatever you want to call them, with Mark and Serge. But now that just gives more minutes for more touches for Chris Boucher, who I think is underrated as a big man. And then they just have a good young core, like Terrence Davis, assuming he's not going to get in trouble for whatever he may or may not have done legally. Uh, I want to see them get more touches on the ball because they were playing really nice at the end of the season. And he's then worry about his loading for next year, first. I'm ex- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yes. I got to minimize those. But, um, I'm excited to see for next year. I want to see. I'm excited to see Giannis load into his red and black Toronto Raptors jersey. The Bucks will be an interesting situation to watch. You heard it here first. Oh yeah, this is. 
in Maasai we trust. Things are going to get blown out of proportion because Giannis is like a relatively quiet superstar. And you can never know what he's thinking because he's Greek. We've never really been in this position where, like, it's a foreign guy who's making this decision. Yeah, and he'll drop, like, a lot of things. Like, the, the, that video he sent us the other day where he's talking about, like, if we team up in Milwaukee or L.A., I think a lot of the stuff he's saying when he does that is very tongue-in-cheek. I think mm-hmm. that he knows, because he's very active on social media, that he knows that this situation in Milwaukee is under a microscope. Um, he's kind of a guy who just, like, fucks around a little bit. He's very serious on the court, but, like, we've seen him be, like, a goofy dude. I think a lot of it's very tongue-in-cheek. I think a lot of it is him being very cognizant of what's going on and, like, the way that it's being put in the media. But that Supermax is still on the table and has not been signed. It's not going to be a soap opera like LeBron's decision, but it's going to be, like, you know, a Hallmark channel. If he leaves, it'll be a really big deal. It'll be up there with LeBron and KD. Absolutely. All right, what I'm looking forward to, hmm. I'm going to say Minnesota, just for fun. See Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo, Culver takes the next step. Yeah, because D'Angelo and Cat played a game, one yep. game together. Uh, I'm going to say Atlanta, too. Uh, yes. You got Bogdanovich and Gallinari there now. Uh, st- starting lineup's kind of nice with Trey Young, Collins, and Capella. And then Hunter, Reddish, and Herter all off the bench. They are nice. Kind of fun team. Offensively, they're really nice. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say Sacramento, too. I want to see Bagley play. He hasn't gotten the health that's been able to, you know, showcase his skills because I still believe in him a lot. Love mm-hmm. De'Aaron. Going to be fun to see Halliburton, your boy, Air Howe. Hell yeah. Cyclones in the NBA. <laughs> Cyclones in the NBA. And then I'll say the Nets. I think that's the cop-out answer. Like, Kyrie and Kevin Durant coming back to basketball, playing together. Steve Nash, D'Antoni. Stoudemire on the bench sipping red wine, taking a bath in the red wine. Uh, it's going to be a great NBA season. There really isn't a boring basketball team. Like, I think I can watch every team play, except for maybe the Pacers, because they're a snooze fest, according to your 2K GM. Boring. <laughs> um, the, like, even, like, the Hornets, I'm going to, like, take time to yeah. watch. A few games. Not a lot of them, but a few. That Gordon Hayward signing Pistons. is so sad. I'm not going to watch the Pistons. See, I can watch Killian Hayes. I'm excited to see what he can do. Yep. Yeah, but how many games? If you're watching Killian Hayes, you also have to watch the Pistons, who have 14 centers. I won't watch an Killian's entire Pistons ball, game. <laughs> I'll watch half some Pistons games. They got Jello. <laughs> they do have Lancelot Ball. Hats off to LeVar Ball. <laughs> Is he your favorite ball brother? Um, He's the funniest. He's definitely closest to you for player comparisons. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, he... Leangelo Ball was involved in a foreign policy massive controversy he was detained in a Chinese prison and Donald Trump had to bail him out the Ball Brothers are pro-Trump uh, last thing I'm excited for oh, I just had it it's on the tip of my tongue you know I forget it I'm excited for everybody the whole NBA It's. I'm just excited for it to be back like it feels like it just ended now it's here it's hashtag loading mm-hmm. it really is alright thank you guys for tuning in Howie, thanks for joining. Absolutely pleasure. We appreciate you, brother. I'll be back. Uh, Martian, thank you as always. Uh, please stay tuned to Burbs for, you know, some more hoops talk because that's what we're going to be on all year. Uh, so enjoy your holidays. Enjoy the basketball season coming up and all the rumors that are floating around. Maybe go buy a Houston John Wall jersey. That's probably <laughs> going to look pretty sweet. Yeah, Hunter. 
Yeah, there you go. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you. Shout out to Percolator. Thank you, Joaquin. <laughs>